Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We have Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. This is episode 327, Rising Star. All right. The gang's all back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Steve's back. Yep. Ian woke up this week. Here. I heard <laughs> nobody's sleeping except the listeners. <laughs> nice. Probably. <laughs> All right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I can go ahead and go first. Um, well, since I didn't get to do my week last week because obvious reasons, I really didn't do much for anything rc related uh i was gonna try to get out to fly never got the chance to i was just i've been so stupid busy lately um on top of working was on discord um a lot of fun as usual um of course i was able to sneak out and go fishing for a couple hours uh last week that was kind of fun i caught a couple fishing. frogs and a fish yeah what are you javier now fishing yeah, seriously. No, um, hmm. just a little something else to try. Um, no, I'm not. I, I don't really have the patience to do like fishing like all the time. It's just I kind of felt like I was in the mood for it, so it's like, ah, eh, go down the street. There's a pond. You and Javier uh, are going to start a fishing podcast. <laughs> Probably yeah, not gonna, a bad idea, but it's going to be know. called Moby Dick. <laughs> it's going to be called Free Up Fishing. Free Up Fishing. Yep. No, I actually haven't been fishing in like eight plus years. I mean, it, it was long enough that I uh, actually had to cut all the old nasty ass line off my poles and stuff, and just replace it all out with uh, braid and some monofilament. But you know, the... so when you're fishing, are you standing on like the dock or the bridge, or are you in a boat? No, I'm just standing on the bank. Uh, there's actually a uh, a pond that's near some like walking trails and everything. That's, I, I think that's going to be more of like, if I'm hungry for frog, cause I haven't caught a fish down there. Cause there's a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of water dwelling foliage down there. So it's just like, there's a lot of moss and plant life that you got to go through. Are there fish in a pond? <laughs> I know there's fish, yeah. but it's like really far out there, mm. but frogs, I mean, it seems like every time I cast one, I got a fucking frog on it. So it's like, uh, frog season actually opens up June 30th. There's a that season might... for frogs? Here in Missouri, yes. There's a frog Never season. Heard of this. Yeah, you can either it's shoot them with a 22, you can gig them, you could use a lure. Doesn't matter. This is what's wrong with America. Frog know, season. Right? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's enough of them out them? there. I don't think anybody like, gets it. Do you, do you give frog legs or whatever? Yeah, Some what people do you like do them? Frog legs are awesome. Yeah. So you cook them you up eat and them? Did you eat those yeah. too? Well, the frogs I caught? No. I had to let them go. You know, because park rangers are always in that area. Because it's actually, when I go to the flying field that's around the corner from the house, um, park rangers are always kind of in and out to make sure there's no trouble going on. and 
in that park Bef- at the flying field before and you- it's on the opposite side of the intersection. So I'm, I imagine that they do go over there and check often as far as fishing permits, make sure nobody's doing any shenanigans or whatever. Before you let them go, do you kiss them just in case? <laughs> no. Okay. No, my, my kid even asked, oh, can I kiss it? It's like, no, I just do the fucking thing in the water. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not kissing it. Might be a prince. You don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, I'll I'll pass on that one. <laughs> He'd shit if he kissed it and actual prince showed up. Started singing Purple Rain. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, no, I just decided to get back into a little bit of fishing since there's a, there's a few lakes in my area. And you know, I kind of toyed about the idea of fishing again you know, as far back as like last year, but I just never acted on it. So, um, And then, of course, fast forward to today, I uh, finally was able to get my uh, Honda licensed. Uh, go screw yourself, Uncle Sam, because, uh, yeah, that was like 900 bucks. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting it being that much, considering it was like six or seven hundred bucks to license the Jeep, which I thought was kind of crazy. But it was like, ah, oh, you well. do realize Uncle Sam has nothing to do with your automobile, right? That's all state level stuff. So tax, automotive tax, tag title. That's who you people vote in in that state. Yeah. That's who has something to do with it. Yeah, that in my state sucks. Anything. I mean, I wish uh, a lot of states were like Florida where they don't have the personal property tax. I mean, it makes it so much easier. You got to open up an amusement park. Yeah, there's a few of them over here, but not really worth it. <laughs> but um, as far as that, that's pretty much been my week. I haven't done anything RC related other than Discord. Okay. So who's next? Steve's Want me next. To go? Steve's next. I want right. to hear what Steve's been up to. I want to hear what Steve's been up to. Yeah, yeah no kidding. All right. Yeah. So what was I up to? What I was you know. up to? I went to New York. It sucked, but it was great at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's oh, New shit. York. It's like, you know, there's way too many people. It smells like shit. There's garbage everywhere. <laughs> Did I mention there's way too many people? There's way too many people. Um, you know, I get there on Sunday and it's like, cool, I'll just take the subway down to, you know, my hotel and I'll check in and, you know, it'll be nice. It'll be all good. And I'll meet up with some friends. And um, and then I'm like, why am I standing here? And everything is like blocked off. How do I get to the downtown train? I'm like, I know how to do this. I've, I've You know, I remember commuting in the city. I know how to do this. And yeah, no, everything is blocked off. No downtown train from uh, Penn Station. So I had to like figure another way. So I went up to Port Authority and had to go to then like walk a block to the F train and take the F train down to Brooklyn. And yeah, it sucks. Jeez. I hate the city. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I got to say it was really nice to uh, hang out with my friends, hang out with my coworkers. Um, we did a whole bunch of shit like... From escape rooms, you know, eating out in Chinatown and steakhouses and just random other places. Um, you know, it was fun. Um, did absolutely zero work, uh, which is great. 
um, you know, it's just more just like talking to people and listening to people do their little lectures and stuff. And yeah. And then I took my train back on Friday and it was over <laughs> like that. It was a blur. It was super quick. Uh, every single night there's something going on. So it was, you know, it was really busy. Uh, the last party that they had was uh, this global gathering party. Kind of sounds like a cult thing. But um, yeah, I don't know how much it costs, man. They, My company rented out this, this huge, huge place in Queens, Brooklyn border. And they, you know, they had buses from the office and the hotels, you know, taking everyone to the place. Like every hour there's a bus going back. And they were doing this all night from like, seven o'clock to like midnight um yeah they had like five different food trucks there a couple djs yeah this place was humongous i'll I'll show you guys some pictures but it was real nice um but yeah other than that i got back home it was good to get home and see my family and, and my wife and everyone it was just like good to be back um friday so i didn't work friday um I just kind of relaxed and and worked on some stuff. Um, come Sunday, I went flying. I went flying and I met up with uh, Mr. Dan K. Reed. Oh, he nice, came, dude. Yeah, he came down from Pennsylvania to Virginia. We met up at Fredericksburg. And Cliff and also Maddie came out and DePaulo was also there. So, yeah, we had a bunch of helicopter guys and, and girls. And, yeah, I helped Dan get his uh, 570 set up. Got his Goblin 570 set up and, nice. uh, you know, Maiden. And then I think he did about two more flights after that. So, yeah, he got about three flights total. So, um, you nice. know, <laughs> it was like, it's really different. And, you know, it's funny how much you lose, you know, how much you forget. And, and five years is a long time, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Did some good flying. I don't know, man. That raw nitro, I love flying it, but. Gosh, <laughs> the first time I flew it before, I you know the pipe came loose and yeah, no worries, I landed it. You know, this time I put the pipe back on and I was flying it and um, it quit on me. It quit on me as soon as I went to like a half hero and you know kind of transitioning inverted mm-hmm. and it kind of quit and like I had like no head speed and I wasn't too high up, so I kind of just got the disc level and you know uh, autoed it in from there, but. It kind of flopped on the ground, and I got a little boom strike, but the main blades didn't break. I think the only other thing was the um, uh, one one grip arm was bent, so not too bad. Oh, why and did, the landing skids got fucked up. Why did it quit? Any problem or just random? I don't know. I looked at the same. plug. It's clean. The plug is clean, and yeah, it's not showing. Like it looks brand new. <laughs> it was like. You know, the needles were all stock settings, so I don't think it was anything Bad to do luck. with, like, cleaning out. Yeah, I mean, it was really hot out. Um, I just loaded it up and just kind of, like, whatever, hit an air bubble or something. Bad luck. Because um, it was sounding good. Like, everyone was like, like, what was sounding good? It was purring nicely. There was no, like, pitch change or anything when I did the maneuver. Mm-hmm. It was just like, eh, and I went, Vroom, and just went, eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was off. It's like okay, yeah. but uh, but no worries. It's already fixed. I got it fixed today and yesterday. Worked on it, and uh, yeah, 
I do still so, need to figure out why the motor quit, so I'm going to try to figure that out. So you you crashed the helicopter this weekend, and it's or it's Tuesday, and it's already fixed. Yes, I crashed it on Sunday and it's fixed on Tuesday. That is record time. He doesn't screw around. But it's like three parts I had to replace. Like a but boom. still, he stocks you know? up too. I mean, there's yeah, I mean, people I, I know that couldn't do that in three years. <laughs> well, don't get me mistaken for another of Steve. Oh, I was gonna say Andy. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> <That> wrong. <laughs> yes, but um, but yeah. Um, other than that, I did fix the Kraken 580 Nitro. I got that motor built back up. I got my parts order from RC Japan. Um, so that's built and fixed um, and ready to go. So I'll probably be flying out while the raw nitro's down. Well, not really down. I got to figure out what's wrong with it. So I'm going to take it real easy on that helicopter for now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, other than that, the Hunter wants to try an airplane. So... Um, yeah, I printed out the plans for an FT Cub, and I, I think I mentioned that I, I yeah. stitched it all together. So, yeah, we uh, started cutting it out. Nice. Um, cut out some of the parts already. You know, I'm kind of doing most of the work, obviously. I'm just kind of having him sit next to me and helping as a helper. Right. But, yeah, um, I'm probably about 80% cut out on that. I just have the just like the fuselage parts cut out, and I think that's it. And then, yeah, I'll start gluing it up, and and then at that point, I'll let Hunter just, you know, go crazy with some markers on it, make it his own. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to put a mini V-bar in there and just fly it with V-bar. Because um, I don't have a second, like, transmitted buddy box with. So the only buddy box transmitters I have would be, yeah, two V-bars. So, so yeah, I guess I'm going to put a mini V-bar in there and get that buddy box set up for him on that. Yeah. That should be easy and interesting as well. Give that a go. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think that's about it for me. Uh, let's see. What about you, Kevin? Oh, man, I had a very busy weekend, and it was it was pretty cool. I got to start off, though, by saying thank you to Bill Ann, the one and only. Thank God that he was nice enough to text me and tell me that our buddy Smith milk, Eric, uh, has successfully gotten the t- uh, telemetry to work between the hobby wing and his, you know, V touch cl- or V V control classic. I almost said V touch classic. So I, I got to do some research on that, but thanks bill for getting, you know, in front of your phone and texting me. That was, that was nice of you to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so this weekend, like I said, was really busy. Man, I did the brakes on the Jeep on Thursday, and then I fixed what I screwed up on the brakes on the Jeep on Friday, <laughs> and then I replaced the radiator on Saturday on the Jeep. And so like 300 bucks worth of stuff, and I, I was so glad I did it. The brakes are, are awesome, and uh, I'm not getting any leaks out of those. I'm not getting any leaks out of the radiator. It was definitely the radiator that was the problem. And, uh, which I suspected because diagnosing it, it's pretty easy to tell this drip is coming from this part forward, you know, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and it wasn't seeing any, any leaking coming from any of the hoses or anything, but that was a pretty, you know, it's interesting. It's not the four bolts or whatever that back in the day was so easy to replace a radiator. I am, you know, I'm, I know I'm always saying back in the day and shit like that, but, uh, 
there was a lot of stuff kind of bolted to the radiator and had to come off in a certain order and then try to wiggle it out and get the new one back in. Well, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Quite good. Nice. G- glad I did it myself. Save some money. Mm-hmm. So then I went flying on Sunday, man. I brought the Oxy 5. Uh, I brought the 690, but I didn't even take it out of Jeep, man. I was flying the Oxy 5 like crazy, and I was flying the extra 300 that I have, the used one that I bought. Kind of getting into that a little bit as far as just like keeping things moving. Like I was constantly doing stuff with that extra, like coming out of this orientation, and now I'm inverted, and now I'm flying around this way, and it was just a lot of fun. I was kind of like flying the plane like I do with the helis now, like just trying to keep sticks moving, you know, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. I got, I got, I landed one time and I think it was the Oxy 5 where somebody said, dude, that was awesome. And I was like, thanks, man. You know, I think it was Jack, our, uh, our club president. Steve Shaw was there. Our buddy Buzz was there. And uh, it was just a good day. It was a good day of flying, not a lot of wind, you know, a little bit. Uh, but nothing, I, I don't know, man, it, like flying in the Northeast, like my whole life, my whole flying life, my RC life or whatever you want to call it. And then moving to another place where I, I see a little difference, like a little bit of wind and people get skittish and, and oh, man, Steve and I have flown in like sh- some serious shit, like helis oh. and planes. Yeah. It stand sideways. <laughs> like I remember flying that that kunai in like at least 30 35 mile an hour winds like it was cranking the one day and i had people come out and say you're out of your mind dude and i'm like why it flies pretty good in the wind it's not too bad i mean it gets to a point where it's not fun but shit i'm i know steve and i have found that point for sure (laughs) you know sometimes it's more fun depending on the plane you can put it up in front of you and it it, you're half throttle and the plane's (laughs) going backwards that's kind of fun I've done that with the Vigan. I've done that with my uh, my uh, twisted hobbies. Those planes, those are great planes for like a windy area mm. or windy day. But yeah, it was it was good. I had a, had a really good time flying, doing some stuff with the plane that I like. I said that I normally don't do. Just trying to high alpha inverted, and I, I just mess around that way. And then the Oxy Five, dude, I just throwing that thing around as as quick and as fast as i could and just had had some good flights with that just really enjoying myself man i'm so glad i went through all the pain and suffering to get to this point where i'm like actually having a good time and and starting to starting to put things together quicker and it's awesome yeah it's it's been really good so who does that leave anybody andy me and I'm sad week? to report that I've done nothing RC related once oh, again. Man. What the hell, Andy? Uh, <laughs> but this time I have a really good excuse. It's all Kevin's fault. Yeah. I'm, okay. How is it all my fault? Well, it rained yesterday, so I kind of took the day off because I've been really busy for about a month planting, planting corn, planting beans, planting this, planting that. You can't blame the rain on me, dude. I stopped dancing no, a I'm long not. time ago. <laughs> okay. Um, no, so I was like, well, it'd be a good time to finish up this Spectre V2, get it off the table so I can actually done something. And These guys will quit making fun of me, comparing me to Steve Shaw. No, that's not going to happen. But 
so we're sitting here at lunch, I guess. I'm like, let's check out that show Kevin was talking about, Arcane. Team was sitting here. <laughs> so we, we put on an episode. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Team was like, it's fucking great. Let's do another <laughs> one. So we did another oh one. And then another one. I couldn't get her to turn it off. So like seven, seven hours later, it's time to go to bed. So I, I accomplished <laughs> nothing. We watched, oh, I think, seven in a row and then got up this morning and watched the last two before I went to work. So. All right. So what'd you think? I liked Pretty it. Awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, you were right. The animation and the, the art art design, art direction is really, really cool. The story was, was pretty good. I was just amazed at one point the emotion they could convey with the animation. Just yeah, I was like, holy yeah, shit. It's, it's, like, it's, got, it's got emotion. Gives you the feels. It's got pretty good story and plot. I don't know anything about League of Legends. Never. Don't me either. Jack shit about it. I know it's kind of like from that or based on something to do with that. I don't know, but it right. didn't matter. The The art design and the, the animation style is, is really, really cool. So good job on that. I'm saying it kind of tongue in cheek that it was your fault because I guess I could have stopped watching it, but Tima wouldn't let me turn it off. She really digs stuff like that. So what's the name of the show again? Arcane. It's on Netflix. A-R-C-A-N-E, I believe. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, that's it for me. (laughs) Nothing else to report. (laughs) Damn. Watched a lot of TV. Yeah, so did I on that train ride. I pretty much watched four seasons of Ozark. Wow. Yeah, I need to finish that. I, I, I'd never seen it, and we started, or I started, oh, I don't know, back in the winter. And I got through like halfway through the third season and kind of got distracted. I need to get back to it. Or fourth yeah. season, whatever the one before the last one. I was like halfway through with that. Third, probably because we're on, it's the fourth now. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Yep. Okay. All right, is that all of us? Main I topic so. there, huh? Yeah. Sure. Right, let's get into it. So Rising Star, making a name for yourself. I guess, right? How do you, you know? I guess do that. I need a lot of help. There's two department. ways. Mm-hmm. There's two ways. You can be a really cool guy and be helpful, or you can be a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. One or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, two yeah. two ways to go about it. Choose wisely. Choose wisely for sure. Now, now the rising star, <laughs> I would say you'd have to be, you know, the helpful one. Right. You know, right. I guess there'd be another name for the other guy. <laughs> so how do you do it, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. So making a name for yourself. Um, I think the best way is to have a presence online, right? Having a social presence online. Um. You know, having Facebook. A, having a good social presence uh, online. Yes, good social presence. Helpful presence and, and you know, one that promotes the hobby, right? Um, mm. Yeah, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I guess TikTok if you're a millennial or a Gen Z, I guess, or whatever, whatever that crap is. Uh, 
thought that was for um, teenage girls. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I guess Frank's a teenage girl because he's on TikTok a lot. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, <laughs> probably is. <laughs> that's that's how he gets in emotional level or emotional his age. emotional yes. age is a teenage girl yes a teenage girl. that's how he gets in listen don't judge no 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 judgment that's but no, i was just always wondering how does he how does he do it right like i can't do it i'd look at tiktok like and it must be how like you know my parents looked at like smartphones you know like what am i supposed to do with this right uh-huh. that's what i'm looking at like what am i supposed to do with this i don't know I don't have the brain for it. <laughs> Anyways, um, that helps, right? Like helping helping people being online, um, you know, being commenting, vocal, answer questions, commenting, posting, yeah, posting pictures and you know asking questions. Kind of like as you learn, I think, um, and be vocal. I think will help other people, and also you'll see that like those people will have groups of people that they're like I don't know friends with online and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see the common posts with them and, and you know, the names and stuff. So um, definitely online presence helps. Um, what else? Um, you can make memes. You can. I mean, <laughs> but, but you can yeah. be me. I mean, you can, not to mention, you can add to, like, with videos of, of your flying, you know, just... You know, just kind of putting some of your flying out there. Um, yes, you're flying or other right. people flying. Bill Ed, as an example, right? Yep. Right? He made and a name so- for himself by doing his YouTube videos and promoting the hobby that way, right? With his videos and editing skills. Absolutely. And, yeah, um, and just being, just being online and uh, just positive uh, posts, you know, just you know, take glamour shots of your of your birds, your fleet, or whatever. You know, yeah. just promote, ask questions, just be a part of it. Yep. Um, yeah, be part of the hobby, right? Engage absolutely. people in the hobby, right? Um. So this is something that people always like say, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it out the level of flying or your level of skill flying, I guess. Um. You know, people always say, ah, it's not about like, oh, you get sponsored. It's not about if you you know, if you can fly. Or it's not about how good you can fly. It's about other things in the hobby, right? And that is true, but I think there is a certain level of flying you need to be able to fly. Even if, you know, if you're shy and can only do it at your field by yourself, I think you need to know how to, like, support fly at the very least. Um, yeah. To be able to help other people. To be able to you know, um, pass any information on, right? Like to to kind of make a name for yourself. It's hard if you can't fly, right? If, you, if you're just tailing hovering, um, it's hard to get help someone who's beyond that, right? So. Right. Unless you're one of these people that just has a, a certain personality that just ends up knowing everyone and Anytime someone has a question, they don't know the answer, but they know who to ask to get the mm. correct answer. So the, yeah, we know point. people yeah. like that that are just very personable. And um, what am I thinking? Yeah. Friendly, like they're, they're just outgoing. They're so Extrovert. outgoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're so outgoing that they're like Kevin Bacon. You know, if I know him, 
I know I can find the answer mm-hmm. because of seven degrees of you know Kevin Bacon kind of deal, right? So like like Eric Shue would kind of be an mm-hmm. example, right? I was can, thinking that, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Not that Eric Shue can't fly; he can fly. No, he can fly, fly, and he he does know, you know? things, but he also yes. knows he makes a it a point people. to mm-hmm. meet everyone at every event. So right, he has a well, that, a very good personality, and that's valuable too. Like if you know where you can get the answer to that mm-hmm. question, who's the best person to answer that question? That that's that's pretty valuable, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but I know who can help you out mm-hmm. with that. Right, right. For sure. That's, I mean, that's as much as knowing the answer, right? Like being able to help someone find that answer. So. Right. It, exactly my case with Bill this week. Like he knew that Eric, uh, you know, Smith Milk knew how to do that or has done that, that integration. So he got a hold of me and said, yeah, it can be done. I thought he was just uh, saying, ha ha, he figured it out. You couldn't. No. No, okay, that's not. No, I didn't take it that way. He might have, but I think he would have called me just to say that. He sent him a message, said, "You know, there's a way to do that, but you will never figure it out." <laughs> right, right. He would have done like that. Eric figured it out. Eric, I don't know. I, wrong I know somebody who figured I it out. I specifically told Eric to not tell you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So besides social presence, I think that's very important too is in real life, right? Going to fun flies, going yeah, to events. Going, going to his yeah. events and going to multiple events in a row is a really good way to to get remembered. Yes. Like if you just show up to one randomly a year, but if you it's not as good as if you can go to like two or three in a row, like in your yeah. area. And you can start becoming friends with people and friends of friends will start knowing who you are and that kind of thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's kind of how I got to know the flight test guys or we got to know the flight test guys mm-hmm. so well as we were going out to flight fest. We go to the Neff event, you know, commenting on, on their channel and emailing them or whatever, you know, every now and then. I mean, I'm going to call it out. You did, you did partly bribe them too. I did bribe them. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. were sending them tools. So, well, I showed know. up at the neat fair with tools because yeah. I thought it would be funny. Because I watched, I watched one of their videos, and it was David Vindestall was working on something, and he was getting ready to cut with sideline, you know, side cutters. Right he was cutters, getting ready yeah. to, ready, ready to cut a piece of wire, a heavy duty piece of wire, and he said, "Oh, these are Chad's cutters. I can't use these." Like, and he stopped before he cut them, and that just triggered him in my head. <laughs> okay, Chad must be like because I've heard I heard Chad up to that point on the on the the podcast. I know Chad was in the Marines, and I know he's probably like these are my side cutters. Yeah. Nobody touches them. Nobody cuts wire with them. <laughs> so I kind of was like, okay, there's a joke here I can exploit. So I went and got three different types of cutters, and you know, gave one to Dave and one to Josh, and then told them to give one to Chad. Mm-hmm. And it only cost me what like fifteen bucks. They were like like five bucks a piece or eight bucks a piece, something like that. And it was, it was pretty funny. So I guess, yeah, I did bribe him. So I guess bribery, you can always bribe them too. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) We'll take bribes too. I mean, we're not above that. Right. (laughs) Uh, So yeah. Yeah. So make a name for yourself. Uh, And why would, why would you want to do it? Um, 
people might say, right? Like, what's the point? You're very narcissistic and have a huge ego. That's Could one be. reason. Like to stroke your ego? Like Egan. What yeah. ego? <laughs> like Kevin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. What would be the end game, I guess? I mean, I guess getting sponsored, right? Mm-hmm. Sponsorship. Yeah. You know, being sure. able to um, affect products or maybe help with product development and R&D, you know, with companies, right? Yeah. Testing and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to make friends. Make friends, to be more part of the community, right? More part Mm -hmm. of this hobby, Mm -hmm. right? And I think, too, like, going back to how making a name for yourself, like, if you're, like, in in Devin McClellan's case, like, we kind of knew he was getting pretty good locally, but then when he started going to a lot of events and other people started seeing how good of a pilot is. And then when they went to Urcha and Luca basically was like, Hey, who are you flying for? And he was like, nobody. And he was like, well, you're flying for me now. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. That I think that's a rarity, but I think that that is another way, you know, just go to events, get a lot of flights in, like we we're saying, get noticed yeah. that way. Yeah. Cause Devin, Cause Devin really wasn't on Facebook that much posting stuff or anything no. like that. So uh, all you got to all you got to do is be naturally talented. Start when you're really, really young. Have a father that helps you out along the way, and just be a an amazing pilot. So that's what you're saying, Kevin. That's one way to do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it helps. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and Devin's not only a rep, you know, or anything like he's a factory pilot. Like you're saying they, you know, they send him stuff to test. They get his opinion on stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, him and Rob, cause you're, you, you know, you're getting Rob as well, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah, is they good. Got a combo deal with, uh, with yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why I was saying the level of flying, right? Like, yeah. You know, as you get more and more advanced in your flying and you can push products more and, and know the differences, right? Like that's the part I think where, you know, when you put enough time flying, you'll you'll start noticing things when things are different, right? When you change something and you feel a difference in, in the helicopter. Um, that comes with, I think, with a lot of experience, not per se a lot of um, skill, you know? Like you don't have to be Kyle Stacey to notice it, but I think if you've, flown as long as you as Kyle Stacey has flown, even if it's a sport flying or mile 3D, I think you would notice the difference when you move between, you know, 30 millimeter and 26 millimeter arms or, you know, moving the servo ball links in and out and, you know, changing geometry and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which you can help, right? You can help with other people. You can help with the companies as they develop product, products and stuff. Right, you can give your honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, should I do this? And you'd be able to know, like, so somebody with their experience, should they do that? Will I feel a benefit of it? You know, like when we started changing blades, who would even we wouldn't even know what the uh, what a different blade would do, right? You know, yeah. 
I don't know if I still would know. I was going to say, I still don't know. I mean, I do. I can tell. Now, can I quantify it and put it into words? Yeah, that maybe not. (laughs) But I can tell when things feel different, you know, especially with Blaze now. I can tell there's a little bit of difference in, you know, two different... between two different sets of blades that are like opposite end of the spectrum, but I'm not going to name names or anything, but it's like the current blades that I have on my model. Uh, I can tell a difference between those and like the, the SAB blades I had on it. So. Yeah. All right. Anything else about this topic here? Mm. Kind of a short one, right? I would say you either got to be a really good pilot and that's a really easy way to get noticed or you got to have be helpful and have a a decent personality. I think that's kind of the two avenues. And I almost say you need to have both. I almost say you you can't just be a really good pilot. Yeah, but there's terrible. We we know pilots that are really, really good to become a name, but they're kind of dicks. So... You you can get noticed. I didn't say you could, might not be a well. I don't know. You might be a rising star, <laughs> depending on what your definition of that is. But really, really good pilots can become pro pro level and kind of not have very good personalities, or yeah. very amateur pilots can become very high pro level. And not be the best pilot, but be very helpful and and mm-hmm. um, just cool to hang out with. So how about the guy that is pretty good at flying, does a podcast, is always looking out for, you know, sponsorship, but nobody's ever approached him. That type of guy. How yeah. does he go Sounds about like, a like cool guy. does, does yeah, he just walk like cool up to guy, people bro. and say, Hey, what the hell? What yes. the hell, man? Yes. That's what you got to do. Okay. Okay. Well, not me. That's not, I wasn't talking about myself. No, but. no, no. Telling your friend like, Hey, you know, oh, you I thought you were talking about like, Ian. Hey. My bad. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell the listeners that. Come on. Ian's trying to keep that. Shh. The hell? <laughs> what the hell, man? the hell Ian <laughs> all right all right well for our listeners tell us how you think you make a name for yourself huh maybe we didn't cover something that you know of mm-hmm. yeah maybe tell us whether or not you think it's you know if it's something for you or not or you're just happy flying or I, I think the this I think especially in the helicopter community like Everybody's like, like Mike D put it like it's hanging out with surfers, a surfer community or whatever. Just, it's just like, not that, not guys with attitudes, but just guys with personalities more more. I think there's more character and characters and more personalities. And there are some in the, in the plane community, but I think it takes like, it's a little bit more of a higher step up, you know, in the helicopter communities. Cause we got to go through so much to get to a point where we can actually fly these damn things, you know? Yeah, like we have to take so much abuse in the beginning to get to a point where, like, you know. And the fun flies are a pisser. Like, they're mm-hmm. hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. I think I think that has a part of it, too. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the fun flies are, I mean, 80% reason why I'm still in the hobby. <laughs> well, and you that's know? what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you, people are like, oh, I don't have to be noticed. I just want to go have fun. And, and that's great, you know, because uh, you can definitely have a lot of fun mm-hmm. not be funny, noticed. The, or, the or, you, is, or you're noticed just because you're in the helicopter hobby, you know? Right. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking, too, is that you can get noticed and not even want to be noticed right like it's not like your attention to be noticed um right but doing what you're doing can get you noticed just you know i'm, I'm gonna throw his name out there like jamie baker uh, you know jamie uh burke holder um you know he just wants to fly and he enjoys flying and he uses it as like you know a, a good way to kind of relieve stress and stuff and you know he gets Asked to join teams and stuff that he he doesn't want to like you know not that he doesn't want to but it's you know he never thought that he was uh, good enough I guess for it and stuff but yeah and I think it's because of his his whole story too you know mm-hmm. yeah I think it's more than just a story but I think it's also like well, you know his dedication start like coming he, you know, he comes to the events hangs mm-hmm. out with the crowd and flies you know and works on his craft right works on his mm-hmm. skills right. And it kind of goes the same way with like Brandon Cooper. You know, he started like what 2018, 2019, and he completely, you know, just kept, you know, kept with the learning, you know, all of his orientations, started learning maneuvers. I mean, he passed me up like within a year. So it was just like another uh, guy we lost to fishing, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Fishing's just destroying their hobby. No. Damn it. Yeah, I'm not leaving the hobby anytime soon. Damn it! But, I mean, but yeah. yeah, he he took place and you know he he participated in the hobby and he just you know started honing out his skills and learned all of his orientations, started learning maneuvers, and then you know he was you know active you know online with Facebook, going to events, um, and eventually got onto teams and stuff. So I mean. Uh, you see that happen all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a shame when we like lose people like that. And I just mean, you know, they move on, but you know, life happens, and right, right, people do other things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the biggest things about going to events, though, is just participating. You know, just. You know, get out there and fly, and then, like, don't be afraid to try new things. Like, uh, I can remember the first time I went to, uh, you know, a fun fly that, you know, had night flying. I, I'm not going to lie, I was scared shitless because, you know, I'm flying a pod and boom heli. Uh, I was still learning my orientations, and, you know, I tried it out for the first time, had a blast. Um Torture's Winter Bash 2019. That was the first time I ever did spotlight flying, and that was that was awesome. Uh, you can actually see the model a lot better than you can with construction lights. So it's like, and of course you're meeting everybody out there, you know, flying late at night and everything. You know, a lot of you know a lot of people you commonly see posting on like the Hangout or you know wherever online. So it's like you're you're meeting people as you're waiting to fly. You're watching people fly firsthand. You know, uh, 
great way to make friends and you know meet the right people yeah well and if you haven't flown at night don't fly at night yeah it's only at that one place though (laughs) yeah yeah don't fly at night in your in your in your front lawn that's probably not a good idea all right all right let's move it on then yeah sure all right do we have a tech tip yes we do uh tech tip is on uh online resources um what resources do we have out there i mean we've got you know facebook groups you know such as you know rc hell hangout uh we got you know nitro nation there's like a slew of you know different groups saying even down to like uh i believe there's couple groups on you know goblins there's a couple groups on like logos lines and stuff like that you can find singled out groups um and then of course there's uh you know youtube videos you got forums which they kind of are an older platform and a lot of a lot of people in the hobby used the forums for like the longest time and still do uh, you know, such as, you know, Heli Freak, Run Rider, you know, just to name a few. Um, what I typically, a lot of times if I'm having a problem with the model that, say, I can't really find, you know, anything in the manual uh, as far as, you know, what the problem is or whatever, like whether you're setting up or you've got a nasty, you know, tail wag or something's not right that, you know, you can't figure out. It doesn't hurt to, you know, you know, consult your manual first and then, you know, you can either, you know, post something on like uh, the hangout as far as what what problem you're having. And a lot of times I've had that turn out to be good luck or if anything, I um, just typically, you know, ask a friend who might know the answer to the question, you know, who's probably, you know, had to deal with that before. Um, I've had that, you know, I've had issues like that, you know, happen a time or two where, you know, I just went ahead and asked a question on the hangout and then boom, somebody had the answer. I mean, sometimes you might get a wrong answer, but it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to try it. Um, you never know. Um, say if I'm like working on like an older machine or whatever, um, a lot of times I'll be just kind of like, I, I don't actually have a heli freak account so what i'll do is i'll look on google you know I'll just type in you know whatever you know i'm looking for as far as you know say if i'm doing something on the shuttle or you know an older model and i'll just like look through the threads on heli freak and a lot of times i'll find it just by you know typing in what i'm looking for but like heli freak or run rudder at the end of like what i'm searching for and a lot of times something will pop up either pertaining to what i'm looking for or something close uh, so with forums being, you know, kind of a, eh, kind of an older platform, a lot of that stuff is going to stay there in those threads and able to be searched. Unlike, you know, Zuckerberg land where everything just eventually gets lost unless you know the exact, you know, time or who posted it or whatever. And you can find it that way, but it's it's easier to find things on forums than it is um, on Facebook, especially after it's been like what, a couple months and it's just gone. 
Um, and of course, um, you can always, you know, find a friend or have that friend that knows somebody who might, you know, know the answer to the problem, you know, you know, that Eric shoe kind of guy, I, he may not know, but he don't know somebody who does. So it, it, that's always another good thing, which is another great thing about having you know, like the Facebook groups and stuff like that. So it's like, there's always somebody who might know. And a lot of times you'll find your answer relatively quickly. So I, I figure I'd do a little, you know, tech tip about that. Uh, I was intending to have this, you know, for last week, but we all know what happened. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to chime in and maybe there's something I missed? I don't know. I don't know. Google that for you. Is there something you missed? Well, no, I think you got a good point about talking to people on Facebook and especially finding out where the fun flies are. Cause if you're having an issue with whatever and looking for troubleshooting, mm, the yeah, that's best, the best way to, do it is go to a fun fly when that's coming up man oh and especially if you're a noob which i should have probably known about that one because uh 2016 i went to my first fun fly which i had to have help setting up my blade 500x because it was my first time setting up a fly bar list and i already drove it in the ground once trying to set it up so when i went to the fun fly i was able to get it set up and flying it and of course then I got to meet like a shitload of people that, you know, I got to fly with locally. Nice. You know, I was going to say at a fun fly, there's a ton of people that are crash your shit in a heartbeat for you. <sighs> oh you know, yeah. You want to, no, I'm only kidding, but yeah, you'll get a lot of, you'll get a lot of good help from a lot of great people. Um, Absolutely. A lot yeah. of great help from a lot of great people. And there's people that are like, you know, looking to help you too. And, you know, yeah, you, like, you'll you'll get a break from flying, and you know, maybe the lines are a little too long, and you know, you can they can take your helicopter with you somewhere and and help you work out the problem. Absolutely, and then it's like at Spring Fling last year, I mean, Steve completely rebuilt somebody's alley. I mean, he just did. He just dropped what he was doing and just okay, started pulling out tools, started going to town. Yeah, that was fun. Oh yeah, three hours built the back <laughs> in. There's nothing with Loctite. Oof, it would have um, been raining bolts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know, asking for help, right? Besides online, right? You can ask for help online, but you could also ask for that online help to be in person, right? Mm-hmm. That is also me, true. You know. Hey, I need help setting up this Goblin 570. So I met up with him and helped him out. And or yeah. who's flying in my area for you know a lot of those people that are just the kind of lone wolf because they don't know anybody in the area. Yep. I mean that's how I met Kevin. Right? Yep. It was kind right. of like you know on the flight test forums. Hey, anyone in my area that flies planes? Yeah, fly, see, you know? yeah. I had to move to the city to find that out. And then, of course, that was when Facebook groups were kind of just starting to be a thing. Yeah. And I ended up meeting up with uh, some local, some of the locals around here. 
So right on. Um, yeah, just uh, let us know in the comments if there's you know anything else that you know anybody might do differently, or if there's anything I missed, or just you know any uh, topic ideas for another uh, tech tip. So <clears throat> that's all I've got this week. All right. All right. Sounds good. Let's move it on to news and announcements. All right. Ready for some news? And announcements. Okay, what do we have here? First on the list is they're going to be doing a flight school at the Snohomish Fun Fly uh, July 19th through the 20th with Nick Maxwell and Jason Bell. Nice. They can do up to 16 pilots. And I think it's two days. Yeah. One of the largest schools available this year, teaming up with Jason Bell to accommodate 16 students for a jam-packed two days of fly, rinse, repeat. Buddy boxing, tuning, adjustment to get the most out of your heli and and even F3C flying. What were we just talking about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So check that out. Um, It's on Facebook. Looks like it's $295. Food will be provided. And it's with Nick Maxwell and Jason Bell. Yeah, both, two great guys. Yeah, both good dudes. Excellent. Good pilot, good pilots. Excellent pilots, yeah. I'd be interested in that if it wasn't like a thousand hours away from me. Right. Complete other yeah, right side right. of the country. Yeah. But that's cool. No homish. That was the uh, that was the first fun fly of the year out out west for the RCHN guys, if I remember right. They used to talk about that every year. That was their like go to one, right? Snohomish. The first one. Yep. Sorry, Andy. What were you gonna say? No, nothing. Seems late for the first one. I wonder if they've moved it back or something. Maybe it used to be earlier. I remember that being the first one that they would all get together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out where you would. You can find it on Facebook. Just dig around on there till you find it. Cascade Model Helicopter Club. Search that. Okay. Um, next on our news and announcements list is the Urcha Jamboree pre registration is open. Nice. This year it is. When is it this year? The 20th? Or the 10th? August 10th through the 14th. Okay. Sorry, I was unprepared. I was going to say, are you asking me? It's I don't know. It's a hundred bucks, and you can pre-register. I think it's more. I think it's like 120 if you do it at the event. have information here about uh, everything they will have golf carts I don't know what the price is or anything about it but they have a new golf cart uh, vendor four passenger carts uh, you okay. get a t-shirt you get a meal that's expensive you get an urchin membership all from renting a golf cart 
six hundred dollars no. for a golf cart rental. Is it really? It's six oh one. Hundred one dollars and seven cents. That's like hmm. double. Yeah. Wow. That's for the whole week, though, right? Uh, I do not know. The tenth to the fourteenth, so four days. Yeah. Hmm. What was it? Like what it used to be. We paid like under three, I think. Me and Steve, right? Like two and change for like three days. Seventy-five. Yeah. Wow. Eh. It's all that gas inflated prices, man. Sure, that's some of it. It's probably some of it, yeah. Well, anyway, go check that out. Yep. Get, if you're planning on going, it pays to pre-register. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, do you guys have anything else? I do. Uh, I kind of want to put a reminder out there. Uh, uh, as of... You know, the re- the release of the podcast, you know, this episode of the podcast, um, we'll have uh, one week until uh, Rotors Over the Corn, June 3rd and 4th uh, in Waverly, Nebraska. Um, it's hosted by Midwest Heli Boys and Lincoln Sky Knights RC Club. Um, landing fee is $30. Um uh, there will be uh, lots of fun, best uh, heli fun fly in Nebraska, and, of course, uh, night flying, on-site camping, no hookups, and pilot's dinner on Saturday. Um, definitely a great group, group of guys. Uh, it's you know, definitely uh, great to get some flights in with them. Uh, and it's been, it's been a little bit since I've been up there. So um, if you're in the area, come on up. All right. Still cracks me up, no hookups. That makes me laugh every time. Uh, you get no hookups. No hooking up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's happening. It depends here. on how resourceful you are. You might could get a hookup. <laughs> try really hard. That's true. But no, it, it's a really beautiful field. I mean, their, their previous field uh, was really nice. Uh, yeah, of course, that was over in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, but they ended up losing their field. So they're borrowing a one from this one, but I mean, it's got like a you know tarmac for planes and stuff. Um, yeah, it was a really beautiful setup. So I know I'm itching to get out there and get some flights in at this field and, you know, kick back with everybody. You know, just have a good old time. So. Right. Cool. Awesome. All right. What's next for you in the hobby? All right, Kevin, real quick. Tell us what's next for you. Yeah. Cause I got to get out of here to get, I got to do it and end the show right here. 10 minutes. Do it. And I got to go. Uh, I hopefully can get some flying in. I'm not sure. Cause the reason I'm leaving the show in 10 minutes is cause I gotta go pick the wife up at the airport. She's flying in. I'm taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. And I got Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. So I got six days off coming up. Dang. First like vacation nice. I've had a long, long time. Nice. And we're going to go up to Orlando and I don't know, go to SeaWorld. Nice. Cause I can get in, in for Disney? free. No, I get into, I get tickets for SeaWorld, SeaWorld for free. Cause I'm a vet and, uh, I signed up for them. So oh, nice. 
It's cool. And we're just going to stay up there one night, go to SeaWorld, say hi to Shamu, and then come back home. And then probably just chill. I don't know. I'm vegging out. See what the kids are up to and just chilling. All right. So I might get some flying in. I might not. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? I'm just rolling with it for the next six days. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So what are you guys going to be up to? Who's next? What are you going to be up to, Steve? Okay. So what am I going to be up to? Uh, I guess I'm just going to finish that FT cup. Um, yeah. Um, you know, make sure all my other models are good to go, but I don't think I have much wrenching to do. Um, figure out that motor issue. I'm just going to fly it. See what pops. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. Oh, I am trying to plan a fun fly. Um, Sometime in September or October um, in Virginia for that Hanover RC Club. So, yeah, I'll probably work on that and pick a date, I think, uh, in the next week or so. Cool. Nice. Right on, dude. All right. Uh, what about you, Ian? Um, this week, um, I'm going to be working quite a bit. Uh, I, I am going to be... Trying to get some wrenching done. I don't know that I'd be able to make Discord this Friday because I'll be uh, picking up um, an extra shift. I, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get on the mic or what? not. What? Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm picking up an extra bid from uh, from the agency part to cover that day. So, yeah, I, I don't know that I'll be on. Uh, if anything, I'll just be here and there. Um, I am going to have to kind of go through some stuff, get some things ready for uh, uh, the fun fly up in uh, Waverly. Because um, I'm not for sure what all I can and can't pack into the Honda because, well, I haven't fully loaded it hardly at all. I mean, the most I put in there was like three birds, a generator, and, you know, like my V-control and some tools. I mean, that's all I've ever done. You know, of course, I'm going to have to bring a tent, you know, I was going to ask, well, how much more do you need to bring? Yeah, was, that's what I was just thinking. What well, the hell else I, do you need? <laughs> with, with the Jeep, I can I can sleep in the damn thing, but I'm taking the Honda, and I haven't really taken it much of anywhere outside of city limits. So it's... Mm, I'm going to be bringing, like, a tent. Uh, of course, you know, I'll be bringing, like, my Drake, my NX4, try to get the Black Nitro out there. So I'll be carrying all the gear for that. I'll be Bring in a tent, my folding chair, cooler, and just a few other things. Just kind of see what I can get away with. You know how you can tell if you can fit everything in a vehicle, dude? You just keep putting stuff in till you can't or it comes out the other side. Then you got to stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, or what I do is you keep putting stuff in until you start breaking things. Then you're like, oh, I got to back off too much. <laughs> Take some out. Yeah. <laughs> or have to throw your entire body weight on the door for the door to close. No, I don't do that. <laughs> You'll definitely break something then. Oh yeah. Yeah, here canopy crunch in the in the process. All right. What about you, Andy? I'm gonna run a wire on the Spectre V two. I don't believe it. Yeah. Just one. Just one wire, yeah, just one, one servo wire, wire mm-hmm. one out of the three. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to overcommit. That'd be great. 
take a picture of it and put it on Facebook. One servo wire. I, I might. There's not many screws left to do, so I say I might put one screw in, but probably just run one wire. Maybe solder one bullet on the ESC. And just one do, zip tie. Just do one. Oh, dude, that's what we got to do. The <laughs> next, the next, the next model somebody gets, we have to do one screw a day and see how long it takes. <laughs> or one thing a day. Okay. One thing a day. Like, let's see. I, do have that. That. I can't do that. I know you can't do it. I don't know if I, I, I'm thinking if I have something that I might have a complete kit of, I know I might have a complete kit of that 690. And if I put one screw in a day, we'll see how long that takes. Yeah, do that. I could do that. Probably. Except I would forget. There'd be many days I would forget to do it. So, but then I could put three in just to catch up. Yeah. We could do that, right? Mm-hmm. Seven things every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just to see how days. long it would take. Five screws. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good then to me. We, Maybe I'll build the say, gasser that way. Look how this is flying and see how much time it I'll takes. I'll build that raw gasser that way and I'll still beat Steve Shaw. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to say his name. Oh. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> One thing a day. All right, Kevin, are you out, dude? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta run, guys. I'm glad I, I was able to make it week. this week because yep. I thought I wasn't gonna. But yeah, have a good week. Hey, we're not done yet. I'm done. I mean, we okay. We're, we're <laughs> done anytime we say we're done. Are we yeah. done? I guess let's do. The I got a button pipeline. right here. It starts the music. You just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> let's do listener pipeline so we don't leave those for another week, yeah, and man. then, uh, and then that's it. Let's right. not do wrap up. Have a good week, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye, Kevin. Have a good week. See you in two Bye, Kev. All right. and we'll see you next time. Oh, wait. Oh, shoot. See you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Bye, Kevin. Right, let me get Bye. the iPad booted up here. Uh, damn it, Andy. Um, all right, here we go. People, RC Podcast. Old Man 3D here. I just got done listening to Kevin and Andy talking about how size matters, and I agree with them. It does matter, and I'm a pretty big size, but uh, <laughs> I'll uh, let you take that however you want to take it. But uh, anyway, they wanted to know what everybody enjoys flying, and I'm going to tell you that Old Man 3D kind of enjoys the 600-size helicopters. I think that's uh, a good trade-off between uh, – Size and affordability, and uh, I really enjoy. I got a T Rex 600. I've got uh, an SAB uh, 630 competition. I've got uh, I got a couple 700s, but uh, for uh, lack of a better explanation than uh, parts wise, it's just uh, seems to be that I fly the uh, five 600 sizes a little bit more aggressively than the big ones. And uh, that's probably because I know it's not going to cost me a fortune to fix them up. So there you have it. Old Man 3D likes anything from like a 500 to a 600. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Keep up the good work. Still enjoying the podcast every week. And I hope to maybe get out to a fun fly at some point this year. Been kind of busy with family matters and stuff. So haven't been able to get out and fly as much as I want. But uh, 
hopefully maybe later in the summer and fall I can get out and get back to business. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right, cool. Thanks, Phil. So good to hear from him. Old Man 3D. He's a really good dude. All right, here's the next one. What's going on, boys? It's Ryber. The answer to your what's your favorite size heli, I've got to go 550 size. Back in the day, my 550E uh, line was my first really big heli. You know, once you get into a 550, it feels and flies much like a bigger heli. I believe it's the best all-around thing for the heli to learn and progress on. Um, you can budget build it or go high electronic, and you can use a variety of 6S packs ranging from 3,300 to 5,500 milliamp packs, depending on the model. Uh, currently in my 550 fleet is a Synergy 516 stretch and a Nimbus 550. I probably own at least two dozen 550 helis, and I always have one in my fleet. Great episode as always, guys, and keep up the great work. Ibert out. You <laughs> <laughs> know his voicemail. Nice. Uh, well, All right, that's two in a row that vote for 550s mm-hmm. or yeah. 550 slash 600. Nice. All right, we got another one. Hey, guys. Uh, I got somebody here that wants to talk to you just a little bit. Come on, Andy. You had one jo- You're supposed to do this iTunes stuff. You had one job and you screwed it up. You know, we expect that from Kevin. But, and we really expect it from Ian. But uh, anyhow. Now we only have Steve to look forward to. Oh, my God. It's just going to be a disaster. Wait, who, me? What do you guys, wait, you talk, wait, what would you guys call? What number is that? Oh, shit. That's going to be on the air, isn't it? What did I screw up? I couldn't hear. Looking up the iTunes review, I guess. No. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You just mind your own thing over there. <laughs> Miss Maddie. Can't wait till I see her. She All was right. doing great. She was Is she? Great. I bet. They're like tanning every flight now. Nice. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. She been really like digging in there and, and working on it. So Yeah. Congrats to her. She's a good kid. All right, that's all the voicemails. So since everybody's talking about it in the voicemails, what is your favorite size, Steve? Since you weren't here last week. If so you could my pick favorite one size, size, if you could only have one size heli for all your days, what would your favorite size be? So if you asked me this question like a couple of years ago, I would probably agree with all these folks be like 550, 600 size, mm-hmm. but nothing flies like a 700. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. Whether it's nitro or electric, nothing flies like a 700. Mm-hmm. So I would pick a 700. Um, you know, yeah, they're more, to, more money to crash. But once you get over to that part where you're not as crashing. Right. Because like you're dumb thumbing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you crash through a failure, that's one thing. But, you know, if you're not dumb thumbing it every weekend, like you don't really crash a 700 every weekend, you know. Right. So it's fine to have yep. something big and, and floaty yep. and. It's really well. So I agree. Yeah. Yep. I think I, I spoke about that last week. Like the five hundred or five fifty or shoot, even three eighty. Like when you're really when you're crashing every weekend, like you're really yes. learning and making big advances. Those are great. But once you kind of get to where you don't crash a lot, 
I, you don't crash a ton. I don't crash a ton. I mean, we crash, yeah. but not every time we go flying. Yeah, not every it's weekend. It's not right? that big a deal, and I think the yeah. the way it flies is more than outweighs all the other stuff. The smaller oh, ones. Yeah, I, I think with me, um, seven hundred is definitely my go-to, but. As far as like the 550 sizes, then you know a lot of people were, you know, even on Facebook were saying that you know they they like their five 550 600 sizes. I see wow. why. I mean, it's a nice nimbly size. I mean, you can beat them around. They'll take it. Parts are cheaper, and some setups vary from 6s, like 7, 8s, or I mean, some of them you can even cram 12s in there. It just depends on what your flavor is. And me personally, I I do like models that are around the five 500 range to 600 range. But um, that's mainly because a lot of those setups, you can do a single pack setup and it's just, you know, charge and go, charge and go. But as far as stability, handling and all that stuff, I, a go-to for me is the 700. It's just rock solid, stable, but... Parts they're gonna cost more, but you can't trade. You know, you can't trade up for the fun. Yep. Now, um, obviously, you know, this is skewed a little because I fly for Goblin or SAB, but you know, I I would have to say some of the like I fly a single pack on my Puma, right? And yes, it's mm-hmm. a light seven hundred, but it's a single pack on there. Um, you know. The parts that I crashed are like basically 600 parts, you know, like landing skids. Yeah, they're the same landing skids on the 580 yeah. as, as they are on this one. <clears throat> oh, the boom, yeah, it's yeah, it's a longer boom, it's the same boom as the raw nitro, but it's still like it's I don't know, it's not like a really expensive boom. So it's like besides the blades, obviously blades difference, right? Like if you broke your blades, yeah, that's like a twenty thirty dollar, mm-hmm. um, you know, cost delta, but for that helicopter, you know, the crash cost isn't too much more than a 600 or a 550. You know, like I said, that's true. Play. And technically, I mean, it is. I mean, to me, it just kind of seems like it. It's, you know, when people do like super stretches and. I mean, let's like, call it what it is. It's a 580 yeah. stretch to a 700. Yeah. So I mean, it's a nice, great low. Head speed heli, uh, it's extremely light. I haven't seen one in person, but a lot of the setups you're seeing on like on Facebook and everything, it's it's starting to kind of pique my interest. So, and this this helicopter moves, you know. And, and I'm not saying it's my setup; it could be a six S, seven S, eight S, twelve S. It doesn't matter. The the weight of this helicopter it it moves. It moves quick. So cool. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I don't yeah. think we're going to do a wrap-up, right? Let's not do a wrap-up today. No. Yeah? Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.
You ready to start? Let's go. Oh, News? wait, we don't have a topic yet. Hurry up, get a topic. Quick, quick, quick. Steve, what's on your mind? New topic. Go. And go. Go now. Three. Go. <laughs> Engage. Time to start the show. <laughs> I gotta go. Pick up my wife. Yeah, pick up my wife. Oh What's boy. going on, boys? It's Ryber. Ryber. Oh, Ryber. Let's see if one from Steve on here, because he's always like fucking 10 decibels higher than anyone else. Yeah. yeah hey, yeah, guys. Uh, I got somebody here that wants... No, just Cliff. Is it? It's nobody. It's Cliff. That seems like a good level. Alright, I'm ready. Why don't I only see Ian's mug? Uh, He's like whiter than usual. And shifty eyes. Now there's Steve. <laughs> He's got shifty eyes, you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, poor, he was going. Ian. He was shifting him around. I guess we'll find out. Comment on lots of stuff. Comment, post a lot of stuff. Yeah, all right. Fall in, fall in love with a mannequin. Um, it's actually uh, easier than most people think. I think. What to fall in love I with think. a mannequin? Well, that <laughs> and get noticed. And I just rage quit for like a split second there, and but I'm back. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Why? That was a pretty yeah, lame rage. You didn't even know you were raging. I know, that's right. That's you, how I do it. Did you listen to the show from last week, Steve? Kevin's quit the show like 10 times, but he even <laughs> comes <laughs> back before anybody knows he's gone. Yeah, we discovered that last week. Nice. <laughs> and we also discovered he, he rage quits. An alarm. He rage quits Tuesday night after the recording's over, but then he comes back before the next week. <laughs> That's true. That's my secret. Or probably more like he rage quits on Thursday night when he's done with the record, with the edit. It's like, God damn this, I'm done. Yeah, done then he shit. forgets by the next Tuesday and he does it all over again. It's like, oh, damn it. <sighs> I forgot I rage quit. I forgot to tell those guy, guys I quit. I forgot to tell him I quit. Nice. 